What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hawk Talk on Melrose. It's been a, what, about a week and a half since we've done an, an episode. A lot has obviously changed. Um, we're in that time period of the transfer portal and just different things like that. So we got a lot to cover today. Tyler, what's going on, man? Hopefully you're having a good Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. Hopefully you had a good yep. work day. Had a good, uh, had a good work day. Got off a little early. Thought we'd hop on here. It's about what? Quarter after four, get the podcast up and going. And like you said, lots to talk about, a lot yep. of news, you know, even within the last, what, when was the last episode we did? Not it was um, Sunday, but the previous one. It, yeah. The last episode that we did was like this, like not this last Saturday, but Saturday before. So yeah. we, about we, we half or more. yeah, about a week and a half ago. And we knew about the Cade McNamara at that point, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, there was obviously we our for Treshawn Holden. Obviously, yep, that was a big push, and obviously we. And who knows? I mean, it did we back out? Did I mean there was a tweet that someone said I, I couldn't find it, <clears throat> but it was like a screenshot of of someone asking Treshawn Holden on like Twitter, and he like responded like like it was something about like um someone asked him like were you interested in going to Iowa or something like that, and like he like tweet it back and like i said i try to find the tweet and he must have deleted it and he said like no or something like that so i don't know what happened there mm-hmm. because it sounded like there was last money mutual night, interest there yeah. was yes and and david eichel put a crystal ball and he's like 94 percent. so there was a lot of interest between the two apparently and then iowa backed out the end so he i don't know interested. what happened i think i think he was interested something happened like you said is it him backing out for, for more money and NIL deal or whatever the yeah. case may be at Oregon. Did, did we say, you know, there's some off the field issues type of stuff going on that, you know, there were rumors of people rumblings you're hearing about that with, with the Iowa side. So I mean, it's a, he said, she said, but it just obviously it didn't work and out. It work so. out and you got to move on. And that's the life of the transfer portal. And then not only that, but we've obviously lost some guys since our last podcast, uh, yeah. Since our last podcast, we now know who we're playing in the bowl game. We know all about that. So we'll get into that as well. So um, I guess, yeah, let's first talk some of the transfers that have left um, since then. Very surprising, obviously, Justin Jacobs, um, Terry Roberts. Um, I think at the time we knew Keegan was going, but there was still some optimism that he might stay. Well, he's off to Kansas State now. Arlen Bruce is, he's not, I mean, I knew he wasn't going to come back, but he's yeah. officially in the portal. The very surprising one was definitely Justin Jacobs, just because he was a solidified starter. You're playing in a defense that sends so many guys to the NFL, especially at the linebacker position. It just, it, it shocked me. And he goes off to Oregon. And now I kind of know why. I mean, he must have got a really good deal to go out there um, because I don't know why else he would choose. I mean, why he would leave yeah. Iowa with all those things. Um, but <clears throat> we're without him. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and, and got a bag. That's, that's what I take from it. Like you said, I mean, he, he lost it. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't playing due to injury. It's not like he got, you know, benched cause he wasn't playing good. He was a, he was a bona fide starter. Um, you know, and, and it's, it sucks losing him. Cause I, I, you know, I think he's a stud and, and he's one of the better, you know, recruits that I think the Iowa got out of the, at the time. So, I, I mean, it's obviously, it's obviously just a little, you know, disheartening that, that he left, but this is, this is like, dude, I was thinking about this. This is like the new world of college football. Yeah, it's it is. It's NFL free agency every year now yep. with, with not having to sit out a year anymore, going to any team and playing right away. And then on top of it, NIL, where you're going to get offered a ton of money like this is like the start of it's something that is going to be very annual. Like it's yeah. going to be your, your roster is going to be ever changing. It could, it could be very different on a year to year basis. For yeah. Sure. And you're, you have to, we have to just come to terms with it. Like every year we're going to lose some, some guys that like, yeah. like Justin Jacobs, like for example, like come next, it sounds like Caleb Johnson uh, will be back. I mean, he's been tweeting a lot, but like come next year, he might, get a better NIL deal at somewhere else and he might leave. Like yeah. it's just, it's just the nature of it. 
And I think too many people kind of freak out over it, but then it's like, well, look at the positives though. You're going to get some players. I mean, just because yeah. you lose, I mean, you're going to lose some, but you're also going to gain some. So yes, we we're losing these guys, but we're also bringing in guys like Cade McNamara and, you know, Eric Hall. I mean, the guys that probably wouldn't, I mean, before the transfer portal blew up like this, I mean, we wouldn't be getting these type of guys or we wouldn't be going after them. Cause that's just not what Kirk Ferentz is, but he's right. no, he now knows that you have to do it. You adapt or, or you die. So yep. yeah, you're going to, you're going to lose some key guys every single year due to it. It sucks, but you're also going to gain some guys. Another guy, Terry Roberts, obviously he didn't um, really, I mean, he's just been injured like this entire year. Um, and, and just seems like his entire Hawkeye career, he's been battling injuries. So I can understand why he, he kind of left. It kind of reminds me of the whole Jack Nungy <clears throat> when he was Iowa basketball, you know, he just got hurt all the time at, at Iowa. He decides like, you know what, let's, try something different. So he goes off to Xavier does really good there. So maybe it's just, he just wants a new beginning. So I can't really fault him on that. Um, but it sounds like he is going to go as well, but that's once again, it's just the nature of it. And, and maybe it's also because he knows come next year, you know, you got Jamari Harris back. Sounds like he's staying Cooper DeGene, you know, we might get this other transfer that we'll talk about. Maybe he just kind of figured that he might not be the solidified starter next year. Maybe he's just like, oh, I want to go somewhere else. So who knows about that? But the good thing about all this, so so far, unless more people leave, which we're kind of in that time period now where it's like guys would, I mean, would have already came out and said that they're going to transfer. I think we're kind of safe. I mean, we might see a few more, but I feel like we're to the kind of the point where if they haven't already, we're probably good. Uh, yeah. But the good thing is three of the guys that are transferring didn't even really play at all this year. Justin Jacobs, Terry Roberts, and – King and Johnson. I mean, they're all big losses or good players, but think about it. I mean, we, we, they didn't play a lot this year. I mean, it'd be one thing if like Justin Jacobs played all year and was a stud for us, but it's like, we did just fine without Justin Jacobs. I mean, it sucks that we lost him, but it's just like, it goes to show that you can find other players and especially on the defensive side, maybe not the offense side so much, but on the defense side, I'm never worried. We're always going to have some, some guys that we could, that will step up. So although it sucks, it's also like, well, I mean, at least it's kind of a good thing that they didn't all play this year because it kind of shows that, hey, we do have other guys that can step up and play. My eyes. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think which what hurts is like you're losing a guy like Jack Campbell. Yeah. You know, and, and then you don't get to bring back your other starter in Justin Jacobs. But that that was where I was with it where I was at with it. Um, it's obviously going to hurt, but, but like you said, I, I, and I've said this religiously on this podcast, I am really, until I see it, I, I and, and, and the, the facts are that we're not very, like, we're not going to be good. I don't have any doubt in our defense. I really no. don't. It's like a factory with the way that they operate as a team. And, and they're, they're Phil. I just, I have all, the utmost confidence in Phil that, you know, they're going to, and Kirk, that they're going to play the right guys and find guys. And, and that's the thing. We're not done yet in the portal. So yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe we go out and get a linebacker now that, that that that's open. I think there's, what, a transfer potentially from Nebraska? Yeah, which. Freshman that is, I think, interested. And, and we're obviously interested in him. And so you never know. That could be an option, too. Yeah, Ernest Hausman. Yeah, and I was just gonna bring him up. Linebacker from Nebraska. I think he ended up having like 54 tackles this year um as a freshman. So that was really good. But the problem with him, um, I feel like we 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 have a good shot at landing him, but he's getting, you know, looked at from like big programs like like Ohio State and Michigan and teams like this. So I'm really hoping that our I think obviously the selling point to him is Look at how many players we bring, you know, go to the NFL yeah. from here. I mean, we just had Jack Campbell, best linebacker, you know, win that award. I don't know what the award's called, but best Focus. linebacker in the country. Yeah. So it's like we have selling points. So it'd be it'd be awesome if we got him. Uh, because obviously with Jay Higgins, Higginized, um, we we will have him back next year. And I, and he really stepped wow. up this year. I mean, he started off, I mean, when he had to come in and start playing right away. He was kind of shaky, but you could tell how he improved throughout the year. And, and he's going to be, I think, a really good player for us come next year. And then at that, you know, possibility of Seth Benson possibly coming back. There were some rumors that he might come back. I don't know if that's the case or not. But, yeah, if we could land Ernest Hausman, that would be uh, pretty big. And then on the 
cornerback side. Now we're going to be bringing back Jamari Harris, hopefully. Um, but if we, if we don't, um, obviously we saw have Cooper to Jane, but this guy from Harvard grad transfer, Alex Washington, um, is scheduled to take a visit for Iowa this weekend. And, um, problem with him too, though, is he's also getting looked at by some bigger <clears throat> programs. So it's like, I just hope that, you know, the selling point of bringing guys to the league and, and I saw Phil Parker, he visited Alex Washington in home visit. And then, like I said, now he's coming up for official visit this weekend is always a good thing. So if we could somehow get those two guys to kind of make up for losing, you know, Justin Jacobs, Terry Roberts, I think that would be, that'd be good. Yeah. hundred percent. And then that's the, I mean, the other part is you gotta, gotta have, gotta have some money for the NIL deal. Right. So, yep. I mean, and, and we're, we're starting to see that we, we have that, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I hope, like you said, I hope that with the selling points of look at our defense, look at how good we are, look at how we send guys to the NFL, look at how successful you can be by being a part of the team. I mean, that, that gives you a good shot against anyone, I think. Yeah. And then the biggest news of the day, as we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, Eric Hall officially, um, is transferring to Iowa. I, I had a really good feeling that he would come, but he was also considering, uh, programs like Washington and Notre Dame. And so it was still kind of like, eh, you know, I'm not going to say hundred percent he was going to come, but he made it official this morning. Um, he's joining, um, obviously Cade McNamara, one of his favorite targets, uh, Cade with him, uh, back in 2021. So that's a big get for Iowa. Um, I, I still want us to get some ride receivers, but you're going to have a really good duo in him and Luke Lachey going into next year. And with Cade, you know, a quarterback that can actually throw you the ball on like the quarterback that we had this year, um, no shots fired, but I think that's, that's going to be big time. And you saw back in like 2018, what we can do with a quarterback that can actually throw the ball to, to two stud tight ends. Cause back in 2018 with having Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, I mean, it was good. I mean, we, we put up some points that year and, you know, you go back and you look at like every game that year, it was nothing like this season. And so, you get two stud tight ends with a quarterback that's capable of actually completing passes and throwing them good. Um, I think it's going to be a good deal. Now we still need some wide receivers and obviously we just talked about Trayshawn Holden, you know, not coming anymore, which sucks, but um, you know, you got to move, you know, you got to move on. We got this one guy, Isaac Tesla, you know, he's our big, like, that's the number one guy that I was trying to go after right now. And for, for a little bit there, it was really between Iowa and Iowa state, but in this last week alone, he's been getting offers from Miami of Miami, um, Baylor, Wisconsin. So it's going to be a little bit tougher than maybe um, it was going to, it was it like a week ago at this time, it kind of sounded like it was between Iowa and Iowa state. And then, and then he started getting all these, you know, transfer or these uh, other teams that are offering him. So that one's going to be a little bit harder, but that's the big, that's the number one guy that we want. And I know that's uh, for Cade McNamara. That was like his number one, obviously outside of Trayshawn Holden, like his number one pick for a wide receiver. We also have Seth Anderson. Um, he's a wide receiver from down South, um, which, you know, he's a fast, he's like a slot receiver. Um, he's coming to Iowa this weekend for official visit. So we're hope I'm hoping that we could land him as well. I, I said we need at least two wide receivers, if not maybe three, um, to join. You know, obviously if Nico comes back and we have Devontae Vines, Brody Brecht, uh, Jacob Bostic, I mean, that's but I, I would say at least two guys, and then if not, maybe a third, and if maybe even a fourth. I don't know. I, I just I want to have as much depth there as possible. We saw this year what happens when you have some guys get hurt. All of a sudden, it's like holy shit, we're down to like no scholarship wide receivers. So the better, the more the better in my eyes on that. Yeah, hundred percent. We definitely need, like you said, I think minimum two receivers, if not three, for sure. Yep. Um, for the reasons you Eric all obviously just to touch on that. I mean, he, the, the, the thing about him in, and we kind of just said this about like the, I, I don't Ernest Houseman, uh, you know, he probably looks at the situation and goes, I was, is, is tight end you, they, they send yep. tight ends to the NFL. 
they get their tight ends involved. Why would I not want to go there? So it's kind of the, you know, the, the perspective on the offensive side for him um, compared to the defensive side, like we were just talking about with some of those other guys. So makes sense. Um, obviously. Yeah. Cade's one of Cade's favorite weapons at his time um, at Michigan, Eric all, um, and they know each other very well. And, and yeah, it's, it seems like a great fit. And like you said, it, I'm, I'm excited to see the the dynamic duo of tight ends um, kind of be reborn again at Iowa. It, was, it gives you flashbacks to, to the past there, like you mentioned. So um, yeah. big get and, and yeah, we, you know, hopefully there's more to come. Obviously, like you said, wide receiver help is, is, is kind That's of imperative key. at this point. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, you got to get somebody got to get a, got to get a guy or two minimum. Um, it, like you said, for depth purposes, and then obviously because yeah we we have lost lost two i mean we've lost a lot of receivers in the last two, like two just, starters yeah yeah which like just again, in the last like three years play but but yeah oh yeah in the last three years we've lost like four guys to the transfer yeah. portal so it, it's it's imperative that we we replace that that talent yep i would say like yeah like we we've we got our tight end we got our quarterback now now it's it's time to get two or three wide receivers um, like I said, I would love to get a linebacker and maybe one more corner. Cause even at corner, we saw how you get one guy hurt and it's like, Holy cow, we're, we're down yeah. to our fifth string corner. So it would be nice to get Washington because, you know, with Jamari Harris, Cooper, DeGene, and, and honestly, if Washington is pretty good, you know, maybe he starts with Jamari Harris and then we bring Cooper kind of back to that cash-ish linebacker position because I think that's that's where I want Cooper to be at because he is such an athlete that that yeah. that is like that would be the best position for him at, at cash where he can he can uh kind of do everything at that position. Yeah, kind of like the free safety. Yeah. Effort. Yep. And that's what we kind of wanted him to be this year. And then we saw Terry Roberts get yeah. hurt and and Jamari Harris was out for the rest of the year. And, you know, yeah, for, the but, fact that he just steps in at corner shows you how athletic this guy is. Yes, exactly. And that's not his natural position. So, yes. So if we could somehow get, you know, him and, and like I said, pair up with Jamari and, you know, just, you know, and then, you know, my hope is that TJ Hall, who was a freshman this year, he kind of played kind of poorly against Nebraska. Maybe hopefully he can get better where we have some added depth there. And then, yeah, we can move Cooper DeGene back to that cash position. Cause at that point, then you really only are playing two linebackers when you're running the cash. Cause he's kind of that third linebacker in a way. Um, and so at that point, then, yeah, like you, you really only need two linebackers. So, um, and then, and then a big thing too, and I think we sometimes tend to forget about this, but got to make sure we keep Caden Proctor. Um, you know, that's like, yeah. that's like, you know, in its own thing, like you, we got to yeah. make sure we keep him. That's like um, prior, probably priority number one. At this yes. Point. Um, yeah. he, I think he, I just saw where he's now rated, like the, he's now rated the number one offensive tackle and yeah. it, it just, it would be such a huge miss if, if he ends up going somewhere else, we need yeah. him badly. And, um, you know, our line has the last two years have been horrible. Granted, they've been young, but if, I think he's a day one starter. You pair him with Mason Richmond. I think you you have your two you have your two tackles, and that's great. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's all about fixing the the interior, which I don't know what you know what we're gonna do with that. If we're gonna still try to find maybe a transfer there, I haven't really seen much about that. Or if there's or if I was just confident that you know these young guys are gonna you know hopefully kind of develop into you know what they're maybe capable of because so far obviously we're they're not quite there yet but i don't know it's um but that's priority number one is is making sure Caden proctor stays because like i said i think he's a day one starter so. yeah yeah that's a great point you know sometimes you, you get enamored with the whole transfer portal and you're like wait a minute what about the guys that we were already bringing in right yeah and, and he's i mean he's a five-star offensive lineman you you don't get that all the time if, if ever at Iowa. So yeah, yeah. Obviously priority number one, gotta, gotta, gotta keep him happy. Gotta make sure he's, he's on board with everything and, and pay him what he deserves, man. He's, he's worth every penny. You know, yep. he will be. And then um, kind of last thing, just on the transfer side of things. And, and obviously we got him, but you know, it sounded like Kate came to Iowa city last Thursday. Um, to just kind of have a, 
not really official visit because he he's at Iowa now, but he just visited Iowa. He went to the Iowa basketball game. It was kind of a good game to go to because Iowa smoked yeah. Iowa State, and it sounds like the atmosphere was fantastic in Carver, something that we don't really see very often. So, uh, but it sounds yeah. like everything it, he hit it off with with <clears throat> the teammates, and um, yeah, it, it sounds pretty like I'm I'm pretty pumped. And he was on a podcast last week talking, you know, about next year and said something along the lines. I'm sure you saw, I think I might have sent it to you about how, um, you know, yeah, I want, you know, people keep talking, you know, crap about Iowa on the offense, blah, blah, the blah, offense then, and how bad we're shitty going to be. Yep. yep. And then he also, you know, said, you know, um, I know the type of offense Iowa's had in the past. They told me we're not looking to stay this way. We're well aware that we need to change in order to be back as contenders for the Big Ten Championship. So, you know, this kind of answers the, you know, how, why the hell would he choose Iowa? And we we kind of figured, you know, they they had to sell it as, you know, we are going to change because no smart person would come to Iowa if that was the case. Now, I'm still, I'm still to the point where it's like see it to believe it because. We heard that this year that that you know things were changing and things were getting more simplified and and the offense was worse than what it was and we we thought it was bad before and it was even worse. So until we see it, I'm I'm still like you know not going to be overly confident, but I do feel semi confident. You know if he's coming out and saying that type of stuff, you know I think Iowa, yeah they they're well aware of that yeah. you're, you're not going to be a contender if the way that things are staying. So that felt kind of good seeing him say that uh, because I think it kind of answers the question of like, why would he come to Iowa? Um, and we kind of figured that, you know, changes are coming, but it kind of, it's good to hear him say that. Yeah. That's the first step is, is hearing that, that they've essentially admitted that, it's not working. And that's really the, what we, we wanted to hear. Um, but like you said, now it's, now it's, we gotta, we gotta see it. Uh, I don't know if that means that, uh, you know, it's going to be changes with Brian. We're going to bring somebody new in, or we're just going to change up the scheme with, with how we're operating and he's still going to yeah. be OC. I don't know. You know, that, that part of it remains to be seen, but like you said, very good to hear. Um, and, and we all knew that. Back of our minds, we all knew something was going to change. Kate, Kate, Kate would not come here because he feels like he has to. Like he's going to do it because you know he's going to win the starting job, and they're going to give him a chance to to succeed in a in a style of offense that I, I would hope suits him and, and as well as some of the other you know players we have on offense. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm excited though. Yeah, I. I still want. I, I'm just hoping that after this, this off or this year after the bowl game, that we do move on from Brian. And and I think I said on the last podcast, like make him like, make him just something like create like a him being like the run game coordinator or or something like that. Um, if you really want to keep him on staff, but it's it's time. I mean, it's been five years. We 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 keep bringing this up, and it, it's the same story. But it, it's. It's time to move on. We got our quarterback now. We're getting some some players in the portal. Let's like we've been saying all year, blow this thing up and and um yeah, I just hope, you know, changes well, are yeah. coming. And and the thing is too, it's like could you imagine him being the offensive coordinator and it still being really bad and then like Cade being like, "Yeah, see ya." So yeah, and, and that could happen cuz he's like that, two years that this is the reality of NIL now. Like you can just you can move on. I'm pretty sure there's no rule against transferring eight times. I'm pretty sure. So like you, you want to keep the guys that you have in your roster. You want to keep showing people that, Oh my gosh, this is like, I'd love to come play in Iowa. You gotta, you gotta prove that you gotta, you gotta adapt. Like you said. Yeah. I, I just don't think it, we, I, we make it just way harder than it needs to be. Like the offense, like the fact that, right. You know, it, every time yeah. I hear the words of like in the past of players or coaches saying, you know, it takes a while to learn this offense. It's like, how, I mean, if, if we were really good, then like, I can understand that, but, or, but we suck on the offense side. So it, it, why is it so complicated to learn? I don't get that. I just think we make it way too, too complicated. Uh, What's John Miller says it all the time. Enough with the fullbacks. Let's spread it out a little yeah. bit more. Not, I mean, he's not saying like let's let's air raid spread, you know, offense, but let's yeah. instead of having everything so congested, just 
spread yeah. things out a little bit, you know, play three wide receivers, get rid of the fullback, play power running football, not the zone blocking. I mean, things like that. We are just, we're just so like dumb or when teams stack nine guys in the box, we just try to run right at them. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's kind of make them give you know, your quarterback the ability that. to check, check out and, and go to a different play, a passing play, if you will. Yeah. Like it's, we just, we I make know, it just so difficult and it, and I'm sure running an offense is difficult. It's a lot, probably a lot easier than, or a lot harder than what it seems like it needs well, yeah. to be. But you see all these other teams that have semi-decent offenses, because I'm not even talking like we, our offense doesn't even need to be that good. Semi-decent well, offense. And if they can do it, then we can do it. I mean, come on. So I don't know. Um, I you know if, that, and you know, that's with the, sorry, not to me to cut you off. You know, that's, that's a philosophy with Kirk then. Yeah, no, it is. And thing, like I said, it, unless he like in the off season says, yeah, we are, I'm just hoping I like in January when he has a presser, like him just coming out and saying like, yeah, like, um, you know, it, I'm moving on from this off or like, I'm, I'm letting whoever's going to be the office coordinator, whether it is Brian, or if we're bringing in someone else, I'm giving them the free range to it and letting them run it kind of like what he does with, cause I'm sure he doesn't, you know, run the defense. He doesn't, you know, force Phil to do certain right. things. It's, it's Phil's defense. No. So let the offense be whoever the offensive coordinators offense is. Cause once again, I said on the last podcast, I don't like Brian Ferentz, but we, I mean, you can't really get too mad at him because at the end of the day, it's not really him. It's, it's more Kirk. So um, yeah, we'll just yep. see how it goes. Um, so yeah, just talk a little bit about the bowl game. Obviously, Music City Bowl. Get to play Kentucky again. Let's go. I was like, gosh. So uh, I mean, uh, I was pumped about the Music City Bowl because out of all the kind of crappy bowl yeah, games that we could probably yeah. go to, that's probably the best. Um, and it's on on a Saturday instead of a Friday. And, you know, just that's good. It's a noon game, it'd be perfect. But in terms of matchup, it's just like, uh, like, are you kidding me? Like, why are we playing the same team? Now, the good thing is though. This Kentucky team is going to be without Will Levis, who's going to go out to the draft. They're going to be without their stud running back. They're going to be without their one of their right receivers. So they're not going to be fully, uh, you know, have a full roster. And neither will we. But a lot of the guys that we were talking about before that have transferred are guys that didn't really play much anyways this year. And we'll, and it sounds like Sam Laporta will be back as well. Big big news, though, is obviously Petrus is not playing and Padilla's already transferred. So we're down to either Carson May or Joey Labus, which I'm actually excited for. Like I was not excited for this bowl game, but now I'm actually like somewhat kind of excited to watch it. Cause I'm just kind of anxious to see what they look like. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I just, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and just say that we're probably going to close the playbook and we're going to mainly run and, you know, maybe just run a few, just, you know, passing plays, things like that. Where I don't think we're gonna it's just gonna be one of those games. I think just play it and let's let's get into the offseason type of type of a game. And you know, for me it's like if we win, great. If we lose, it's whatever. Last year I was pretty bummed after the bowl loss just because it was a citrus bowl, a little bit better of a bowl game. Coming off of, you know, we made the indie 10 win season. Like it kind of sucked losing in the bowl game. But like this year it's just like whatever. Like let's just get to the off season. Things are going to obviously hopefully change. We got some players coming in. Let's just get to the off season. I will say, I agree with you. I, the only real reason that I, I mean, I guess I'm excited for this game is to see just kind of what we have in the quarterbacks that we still have on our roster and, and, and what's left of our offense. But this is exactly why I'm excited for an expanded playoff because yeah. now games like this don't even matter especially when guys are like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to the NFL or yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm going to set this one out. Like more teams in the playoff means, you know, more, more opportunity, you know, to, to see better games. And, you know, you just like a game like this, it's like, like any, any non Kentucky Iowa fans, like what, what is this game? Yeah. You know? It's like so, a joke. So that, 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 that's the, that, that's why I'm excited for the expansion um, personally, but. Just a side. Note. No, I I agree. Twelve teams. I mean, fuck. I wish it was like sixteen. I would. I agree. I wish it was more, but yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna and, be. And nice. that's what I mean. It, the playoffs. I mean, that's how you bet. I've heard this a, a ton of times from from countless other people. It's like you the way you're gonna value success on success at your program is if you make the playoffs or not. And to give the ability of more teams to make the playoffs, more teams are gonna be successful. 
games are going to matter more late in the season. You're not going to get Iowa, Kentucky without – I don't know who's playing. So it's like, yeah, well, it's going to be a, it's be a that, weird, weird game. And but that that's that's still I mean even with twelve teams I mean with the, it's just it still doesn't no, fix college football of like there's still going to be meaningless meaningless bowl games I mean I I just like there has to like I wish we got to like the FCS type of where they have like a legit playoffs and like or like yeah. even D two football they have like a legit playoffs and if you don't make the playoffs you're done like there's no bowl game like I just these bowl games are just right. like you said getting to the point they're meaningless they don't mean anything. Um, just get rid of them. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, the way I was thinking about it is like, do you think like if it was, you know, there's a chance for 12 team playoffs this year, and Iowa, you know, you, that means you got to win, you got to win your games, and and yeah, no, maybe, it makes maybe, yeah. maybe there's more of an incentive to win, and there, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like it, if they, if they start next year, yeah, like for Iowa's case, like even if they went 10 and two they could still make the 12 team playoff because like, obviously yeah. that's still a really good season. Um, you would at 10 and two, you would probably make it to Indy. And then at that point, it's just, you know, if you, maybe if you lost, you'd be at, you know, you'd have three losses. So maybe you want to get in, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I wish it was, I wish it was um, 2018 or 2018. It's a, that'd be a lot, but like, it'd be kind of cool if they did like 28, you know, kind of like what they do with, with basketball. I think it's 28 per bracket. Now, obviously we wouldn't have, you know, whatever, what is, is it, or is it 24? I don't know. I forgot. Or is it 16? It's 16, duh. 16 per bracket. 16 I think. per bracket. Yeah. yeah. Some, some, like 60, yeah 16. What, yeah. 16. Yeah. It's 16. Duh. So 16 would be, yeah, like even 16, but um, yeah, 12, I'm just, I'm super pumped that they're doing it. It's going to like come next year or not next year, two years from now. It's going to be fun. Like watching some of these games. Cause actually it's December 14th today. They're probably the first round would probably be like this upcoming weekend um, just because yeah. of there's going to be an extra game in there. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I can't wait, but uh, yeah, with Iowa, I mean, I don't know. I mean, not really excited for the bowl game, but at the same time, like once a game, once the day comes, I'm obviously just like any Iowa game, yeah. just pump forward and hopefully we do win. But yep. it just it's just gonna mean nothing because if there are actual changes to be made, like it's just like, can we just get this game over done with? Can we get to the well, yeah? They're not gonna show it. They're not showing it in a bowl game with the play. They don't have the players they yeah they want exactly. to run their system. So it's it, exactly it, it, like it'll said, be it'll be. A, It'll be a weird game to watch. It's going to be weird, and I think it's going to be a pretty boring game because, like I said, I think we're really with with having a third string quarterback. We're really going to close the playbook. It's going to be a lot of running, yeah. and then maybe like eighteen ish plays of passing plays that we'll do, and that's it. Like, and it'll just be very, very basic. And I think even with Kentucky, same thing. I mean, they're they're going to be without very limited on offense, so it's going to be a very boring game. Um, but yeah. it is it is what it is. So let's just game. get yep. let's just get to the off season, baby. That's right. I I mean, it, there's a lot to look forward to, and that's that's the optimism that's back now. Yeah. After such, I, that's that's what I take away from all this. It, you know, after so much bad offensive football, just the fact that there's some some light at the end of the tunnel going into exactly. next season. It something to look forward to again to, to kind of respark respark this this sense of optimism is is what i'm most excited yeah. about and that and that and i felt that way the minute we got Cade because i just yeah. felt like not saying he's some you know it starts all-star there, but like you know yeah it starts yeah. there it starts with because like can you imagine like let's oh, say we let's say we don't go can you imagine Petrus comes back for a covid year or something well i would never it, really think that's gonna happen but like if it was probably gonna be labus or carson may going or, in next year without if we or, don't go, or if Padilla stays, but or if Padilla stays, even that, like to me, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I'm sorry. exactly. I, That's why, like, it makes it's me not good. No, makes me at least somewhat confident, knowing like, hey, we're bringing a guy. Yeah. He's not, you know, some, you know, he's not Bryce Young, but right. he's a guy that led a team to the playoffs. Someone made a good point, like name another team that's going to get a quarterback that, that has that type of like resume. And it's true. That pedigree. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So sure. you're bringing a guy, great leader, great character, and a guy that 
you know, won the Big Ten and made it to the playoffs. And yes, got their asses kicked in the playoffs. But like I said, I don't think many teams would beat Georgia last year. That Georgia team was unreal. Um, yeah. So like you watch this Georgia team this year. I mean, it's still a good Georgia team this year, but nowhere close to what it was last year. I mean, they were a really good team last year. Um, let's just end this podcast talking a little Iowa basketball. Obviously, um, yeah. last week, God, man, like it, the fact that they played, I was in New York. Uh, yeah, December, December 6th through the 11th, um, which isn't even that long of a, I mean, it's Tuesday through Sunday. And the fact that Iowa basketball played three times in that, in just that short span, like it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I was at the Duke game. Um, yeah, you know, we just couldn't make shots. I mean, I, I didn't really think Duke was much better than us. I just, we legitly could not make anything. We had some open looks. We, it was just, it was very frustrating. And, you know, at one point, you know, we were battling back and forth, back and forth. And, and then they just kind of went on like this, like 10 0 run. And before we knew it, it's just out of hand, especially when you can't make shots. And when your best player has what, 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 what do you have three points or something like that? I, I don't even yeah, know what Chris right. Murray finished with. And then not even 48 hours later, that's another thing too. It was a late game in New York. That game didn't start till 10 o'clock on New York time. That's crazy. Um, yeah, because of the overtime. So that game didn't get done till midnight. And then they have to, you know, by the time they get back to Iowa, fly back, you know, get to, the, you know, Newark and fly back to, you know, uh, Cedar Rapids. They probably didn't get back to Iowa City till like 5 or 6 a.m. the next day. And then they have an, then they have another game that following like night or like the next night. Um, and what they did to Iowa State was kind of unbelievable. I, I, will be the first to admit I thought they would they were going to get smoked because I just thought very physical Iowa State team very t- I mean obviously just played Duke yeah um, I mean just a I mean yeah. just played on the road in New York like coming back you you would not think we would we would open the game the way we did let alone finish it the way we did yeah that's for sure put up seventy five points against a very solid Iowa State team despite <clears throat> not having Chris Murray was was pretty impressive. And then, you know, three days later, Chris Murray out again. And then yeah. we also are without, uh, we were without Aaron Ellis. We lose Ulis, Wisconsin yeah. and Chris Hassel made a good point. It seems like, and and it does seem like this, or maybe it was Chris Williams. that said this um, seems like when a, when one of your best players gets hurt that next game, it seems like the team kind of rallies and will like, play good and then it's like always that like next game then after if that person's still out it kind of seems like you get you kind of go come back down to earth a little bit yeah. and it's like so true like you do see that a lot and so yeah. i think yeah like that wisconsin game we kind of you know came back down to earth a little bit knowing like yeah no we do need chris murray i mean i know it's you know we were just fine the other night but no in the long run we do need him and yeah. not having his presence and i know aaron ulis isn't some like really good player, but he's a solid role player for us. And like not having him either, like it definitely hurt. So to almost win that game it, in my eyes and after playing, you know, those many games in that short of the time period, I'm not, I can't be too pissed about it. I mean, I, no. I was pretty bummed at the time, but you can't be too mad about it. No, we talked about this. It's like, you'll know, you'll, or you'll kind of find out what this Iowa team is made of during this stretch of games. And to me, like you said, I'm not I'm not going to hold or put too much stock into the fact that we lost yep. to Wisconsin with our best player being injured, and we lost in overtime by what three? So like, yeah, three points. I'm 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 not going to get I'm not going to get upset about that. I can't you, you that and like you said, it's to be expected a little bit after after such a an, an emotionally you know emotionally charged win against Iowa State. You know, you, uh, like you said, I didn't think we would we would do what we did to them. And then after that followed up by, you know, a, a very subpar performance again, shooting wise, but you're in a battle with Wisconsin and, and, and that's, you know, that's a good sign to see. At least we didn't get killed. Like that's what I was excited about. Yeah. I would say the three things I, I was just bummed about is number one, when we got in overtime, the fact that, that we had like, I would think it was like four or five times where we got up by like three points and we just could never like make another shot like to get up by yeah. multiple possessions. Cause I think it, at that it, point, if we, we were able to put them away, yeah, yeah we would have like, hang around and, and, yep. and that's, that's how you will get beat. 
Yeah. If you got to put teams away. Yeah. It was just annoying because, like, I was watching the game because we were about ready to depart. I was in Chicago airport and we were up like 48, 42, and I had to turn it off because we were just about ready to, to depart. And yeah. I told them, like, just text me because I, I, that's one thing I can do is text when I'm airborne. And uh, of course, like, the minute I turn off the game and start getting texts, it's like it just went all downhill. And then, like, in overtime, I literally texted that. I'm like, every time, like, Austin would say, like, okay, the score, we're up by three or something. I, I I said like, okay, let's just get some key stops here. Let's get up by more than three. And we just got yeah. it and waiting for that four, five, six, yep. seven points. And it just we never did, happened. Yeah. I know. Um, number two reason is I, I just hate starting the big 10 kind of, you know, we're on one now and you just kind of have to dig yourself out of it. You know, that's the thing that kind of, I mean, it would have been so nice to start off one and know, especially because our next two games, our next two big, now we have two easy games coming up. We should win. And then we play two road big 10 games at Nebraska, at Penn state, both winnable games. It's not like we're playing at Indiana or playing at Michigan state, but like it's still going to be yeah, tough. Both, both losable games as well. Yes. I because mean, Nebraska is really. actually playing pretty good now. And Penn state yeah. is a really like we can, we never win at Penn state. No, I was going to say chalk. You talk about like, it just makes me, I don't know. I, I get like the comparison of like Iowa Purdue. It's like, I, yeah. Until, until I see it, I, I can't chalk that up as a win. I don't think. Yep. And then after that, we play at home against Indiana might be the best team in the big 10. And yeah. then we play on the road at Rutgers, another area where we just seem like we never win it. So it's going to be tough. I mean, like, and that's why starting 0 1 kind of sucks. Now, the good news is, is I pulled up the last couple of years. And in the last year, team that ended up winning the Big Ten, they started off 0 2 in the Big Ten and then actually 1 3. And then at the end of January, they were actually only, they were 4 and 6 in the Big Ten. And then we really turned it on in February of last year. Uh, 2020, Garza year, we started the year off 1 and 1. 2019, we went to, um, we made it, we made it to the tournament that year. We started one and three in the Big Ten, and then 2018, another year that we made it to the tournament, we started actually zero and three in the Big Ten. So this is kind of a trend with Iowa, is that we just kind of we start off slow in the Big Ten, and it sucks because, like you said, you have to dig yourself out of this hole. And so, yeah, these these next two road games, the Nebraska Penn State game, are are huge games, and we need it because I, we, I just, I don't, I don't want to start like one and three again, or, you know, no. something along those lines. Do we know when is Chris coming back relatively so, soon? Yeah. What, I was what's actually the looking, status? I was looking at 24 seven. It, it sounds like he's going to be out and he's not going to play these next two games, which I don't, I don't no, blame. Oh, I mean, no, like I don't no. want him to um, no. get I mean, even Aaron Ulis. It's like Southeast Missouri state and Eastern Illinois. Like, no, we don't need those two guys. Yeah. Let's just get these games over with. And then after that, we don't, we actually have like a pretty long break. Um, mm-hmm. The Eastern Illinois game is December 21st. We don't play again until December 29th at Nebraska. So my hope is that by then he is ready to go and um, ready to play. And then we play then that following Sunday, January, or we actually play on New Year's Day at Penn State. Yeah. So um, let's hope he gets back before the Nebraska game. Cause we, like I said, we, we need him. Um, you can't, you're, yeah, know. you know, your best player. I know he, he's been struggling against better teams this year, but we still, we still need him. I just hope that we don't, like I said, I want to be nice to beat Nebraska and then go on the road at Penn state. That'd be, that'd be a nice solid, you know, talk about, you know, a key two game stretch. That'd be huge. I know they're not, you know, the best teams on earth, but those are two kind of tough road games to go on the road and, and win. So get those wins, go home against Indiana. That'd be a great environment at home and just kind of just see what happens, you know? So, um, but yeah, at any time you could win on the road of the big 10, I mean, it's yeah, it's, basketball, it's, it's, it's yep. huge. So that's why, and that's another reason why <laughs> losing on Sunday suck because it's like, you, you want to win your home yeah. games in the big yeah, 10. I, I mean, it, it's so hard to win on the road. Want to yeah. take advantage of winning your road game or your home games, and then the and then this is my last thing with Iowa basketball. I, I'm getting, it's like, what are we doing? I mean, with Payne Sanford, I mean, he is clearly just in the biggest like. It's just so mental at this point with him, and yeah. at some point, it's like we just not play him that much because like against Wisconsin, I I didn't I couldn't watch overtime because I was fine, but it sounds like he played pretty much the entire overtime, and it's like. Why he, he, he provides nothing for us. He can't shoot. 
can't play defense. Why are we having him out there? So I don't know if he doesn't get out of this sooner rather than later. I think it's, it's time to maybe say, you know, you're not going to play as many minutes because it, it's, it annoys me. I mean, if you watch, you watch a full game with him, just watch him. He can't make any shots, even open shots. And then watch him on the defense side. He is not good defensively. So he serves nothing for us. And I'm really hoping these next two games against inferior opponents, he maybe gets out of it. Cause I think that's all it takes. He just needs to just get it. He needs to see the ball go in the basket. Yes. Yeah. But I think like it's you more said, than that I, too, though, because he yeah. made some shots. I think it just needs to be consistent. Right. He needs to have a very consistent game. It's like Brand's trying to keep him in to like let him shoot his way back into it, but it's like not working at all. Yeah. I, I know it's it's he's it's so psychological at this point, in my opinion. Like because he's had open looks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it either. I. He's, I think it, it's 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 the way of basketball as as a shooter, right? I mean, it's it's a lot of it is mental and. Maybe yep. he's he's kind of seeing that right now. And and we know what he is capable of. You go back to the Big Ten championship game last year against Purdue. Yeah. I mean, he had those if you talk Brutal. about clutch shots, yeah. you know, if he can do it in that in that moment, he can do it now. Right. And right. yeah, it's just it's all mental. And these next two games I think are big time for him to get things right. Because if if, if he's still struggling going to the brass game, then I say, yeah, like let's not play him that much. He serves nothing for us, but you got to, I mean, if that's your one job is to make three point shots, you are a three point shooter. You better be able to do that. Um, or play just, defense, right? Yes. Like you and said, otherwise just, you're a liability. Yeah. So. And someone, someone made a good point to it. If you watch his feet, he's not like when he's shooting, he's not like setting right. And like, he's it, not set. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've kind of noticed yeah. that too. And then there's times where he, I think he just tries to force it because he does want to see it go in, and he's just completely off. So, yeah, um, I, 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 I would be anxious to see. I'm sure, like in practice, he's probably making like everything, and yeah. then just come game time, it's just yeah, it's all yeah. mental. So, got, but that's the thing too is we need him to, to get back, yeah. to be more consistent because we need that. We need the guy off the bench that can come in and shoot the three. It's, it's as simple For as sure. that. You know, we don't, that's one thing we don't really have this year. I thought we were going to have, but we don't have like very consistent three point shooters. Even Chris Murray can go in droughts. Connor or uh, Patrick McCaffrey, our best three point shooter is Connor. I mean, how funny is that? Which that, I mean, he is actually shooting the ball really good. So it's not like, it's not like it's you yeah. know, not, but it's like we got we got to get yeah, these other guys to be more consistent. Yeah, you know, you go yeah. back to the Duke game. We, I mean, I don't even know what what we shot that. Let me let me see what we shot that that game. We shot eighteen percent. We were three for sixteen in that game against Duke. Um, that, TC that game. That well, by the way, and I know we played in like different atmospheres and like Big Ten championship in Indy, for example. But like the game reminded me of like. The tournament against like Richmond, we just couldn't make anything. Yeah, just kind of shoot anything. Like, like shot like shit. Couldn't yep. make anything. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we get away. We and I'm not saying you know we we get away from home or, or I don't know we play in like a a game like you know Madison Square Garden or whatever big game and it's just like ugh, we just cannot make anything. Yeah. Um, TCU game we shot 17. percent We were three for 17. That's not, I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not yeah. gonna win. Um, Wisconsin, let's see what we shot against. I don't think Wisconsin we shot very well either. Twenty seven percent. I mean, that's that's not even, you know, that's not good. Um, Clemson, I know we beat Clemson, but what did we shoot that game? We that shot twenty. Good. We shot twenty one percent in that game. I mean, like, so yeah. that's not. I mean, come no. on, like, no. Uh, Scene Hall, what what do we shoot there? Shot 31%. I mean, which it still wasn't very good, but that's better yeah. than what, you know, what it is. So against these like better teams, like we're not shooting the three ball very well. And for a team that's undersized, you should be good at shooting. Like it's as simple as that. And that's, what's kind of annoying. I, and I know we are capable of it. We just got to be more consistent. Cause it's, it is kind of annoying. Like looking at these, these box scores, I, I guess I haven't really looked much into this and it's like, wow, we cannot shoot the ball against good no. teams yeah we we but you you made a good point i mean three the three has not been our 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 friend really much this year and, and that's kind of like what 
last few years, you know, just being able to make shots. Yep. It's Omaha kind of a shitty team. We, we shot 46% from the, from the three. So, so I mean, it, we, we are capable of shooting and I'm not saying 46%. I mean, we're not going to shoot, but like we need to be closer to like 35% um, in my eyes. So, and then against really good teams, like when you're playing like at Michigan state, you almost have to hope that you're shooting closer to like 40%. If you have any, sh- if you want to win that game. So, especially because once again, with our team, our defense isn't that good. Now it's better than, Years pass, but it's still not that good. And our free throw shootings really not. I mean, it's can be very shaky. Hit or miss. Yep. Yeah. Our rebounding can be very shaky. You better be able to make some shots and make some threes, yeah. else it might not be good. So yep. yeah, we'll just have to see. They play again this Saturday. Like I said, these next two games are gonna I, I hate playing like shit opponents. It's just like boring. Um, yeah. but just get these games out of the way, get them done, win them, and then yeah, you got a big game in Nebraska because you don't want to start own two. You don't do not want to do that. I know it's happened. It happened last year, and we we dug ourselves out of it. But not you know it's not going to happen every year, and and you just you don't well, want that yeah. to happen. So yeah, no, obviously, yeah, gotta gotta try to get one back here for sure. Yep. But all right, man. Well, that'll do it for this episode. It was all right, productive episode. We'll. We'll be back again, probably um, kind of with the holidays and stuff. It's just so hard to kind of, you know, gauge when, when yeah. we could maybe want to do one, but we'll just kind of see how, you know, transfers kind of happen. And we, you know, it's not going to be something where it's set in stone. Like every Wednesday, we're going to do an episode now. It's just going to kind of be just like when we have a bunch of different things that have happened. And then we yeah. just, you know, we'll for surely have one after the bull game, talk about the game and then for things like that. But I'm sure we'll have another one because I'm sure in the next week we will be hearing a lot more with potential transfers, things like that. And, you know, we might, you know, come next week at some point, make one. So, um, but if not, we'll for surely be back, you know, after the bull game um, and give our thoughts on that. So, all right. All right, man. Well, Have a good night, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, whether you're on YouTube or any other platform. uh, Thank you so much. Make sure you leave a review, comment. If you have questions, whatever, that would be great. So, as always, go Hawks, and see you next time. Peace.